So who else can we shit on before we start the episode? <laughs> who else can we incriminate ourselves against before we start? Um, I don't know. I, I think I'll pick a friend at random. I've got my friend wheel here. It's landed on you, Adam. So on <laughs> oh, me. Good luck with that. Fucking wedding boy. There. That's all I got. I mean, that would be a great insult, Dan, if you weren't also planning a wedding for next year. Yeah, but it's months away, so I'm not tainted by it yet. It is ultimate, months away. <laughs> ult, ult, ultimate beta move, getting married. <laughs> I have to say It is so. months away. True, true alphas not only don't get married or engaged, but don't ever even talk to women. That That's is perfect. That is my understanding of, of what I've seen on Reddit, anyway. <laughs> what's, a, what's a voluntary celebrate? A priest, a monk. <laughs> Most of them aren't even. Yeah, it's true. In the US, many, it's not even a Many scene. of them yeah. aren't even. I spoke to a, a, a nun on Saturday or on Sunday, and I was shocked because she just looked like a normal person. She wasn't wearing the habit or anything. And it's making me think that there's probably a lot more nuns going about than we think about. They're like Soviet <laughs> spies. Next time you see a little old lady in a pub talking about slinging dick, just be aware it's probably a nun. <laughs> fact, every everyone's secretly a nun. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like uh, the pod people. You know, you think you see your friend in town and you smile at them, and then they realize that they're wearing a habit and they start shrieking at you. Huh. Oh, I thought you meant podcast people, which are which are also a dime a dozen. Oh, there's a definite there's and a definite voluntary celibate. You know, you're running from everyone who started their own podcast and then eventually the people you've been running with start their own podcast. No, you're one of them. That's okay. <laughs> we can't run very far or very fast. And if you listen to us, people will think you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Can that be the new tagline for, for Morning Brew? <laughs> just just the moment when you when you think you've outrun them and you're you're sitting panting in a darkened room. You hear a voice. Just emerge from the distance. It's this American life. I'm our glass. <laughs> On this week's show, we disembowel the last non-broadcaster in the world. Is that, is that how he talks? I've never listened to anything. I don't really listen to podcasts, which isn't a good thing to admit on a podcast. I just, ah, I'm sure it's fine. If I, was I, I a, if I was a movie star, I'd never watch a fucking movie ever again. I can tell you that much. Well, it's not even it's not even like, you know, I'm disillusioned with it because I've seen behind the curtain. It's that my attention span or my my probably not my even my attention span, my capacity to pay attention to things is so fucked now that if I listen to a podcast, I'm not guaranteed to walk in a straight line or I'm not guaranteed to cross the road safely. So I, I need I need like because I, if I just because if I'm paying attention to the podcast, that's my one line of attention. So I stop paying attention to the world around me. That's why I need to listen to like music when I walk or when I'm in the gym because you cannot pay attention to music and it's fine. You come back in and you mm. still know the song and you know. Yeah, it's fine. You plus also you're listening to a song that you've heard eight thousand times before anyway, so it's it's constantly yeah. playing in your head regardless. Yeah, I can listen to one episode of a podcast <laughs> again and again and again. It's the only safe way. <laughs> it's episode nine of of Morning Brew. <laughs> it's the only one you can get through. God, we were in our prime then. But this is wow. Okay, Nuri was loud. This isn't episode 9 of Morning Brew, however. This is episode 37 of Morning Brew. That's crazy. At 37, our, I'll be that's dead. Of our, that's of our second season. We've done loads more. That's true. We probably have done about 100 and... I'll say 121. Not 100, Not 100 Oh, no, sorry. 102. No. No, we had 70 of the previous. 70-something. And then there's a couple test episodes of this one that never aired because we're they're sitting there for for some reason or another to go up at some point. They don't count. When we were testing out our tests, they, so. they only count when they've been broadcast. Well, I mean, I'm saying in terms of recorded. If recorded, we've probably recorded about 110, maybe. That's a lot. So that's an awful lot. Imagine having to do 110 of anything. Be exhausted. Hundred and ten. It's roughly what? How many hours? Say hundred and thirty hours. Hundred and. Oh, I, I I didn't even count fucking nightcap, which you, went on for like a week. It's gonna take you. It's gonna take you at least two weeks to listen through all of it. Anyway, anyway, unless you're gonna do it while you sleep. That's true. Yeah, roughly a full week of of morning brew exists out there for the hardcore fans and the insomniacs. 
Except for we'll never let you have the good stuff. So, you know, mm. we're like a drug dealer. We give you, we give you a little taste and you can never have the high again. Sorry. Slowly, you mean, slowly you mean by you that we release, we release one really good episode that is just mediocre? From then yeah, on it out. was episode nine. We've been over this. Yeah, it was the perfect one. Unfortunately, it's not the perfect one. This is just, as I mentioned before, episode 37, which, you know, just writes. But bang average is what I'd call it. Our hairline is receding. Our stomach is expanding. We've oh, settled down with a lady podcast. <laughs> we do have a lot of lady podcasts that want to collaborate with us. Shout out to uh, everyone I forgot to email back. Hi, are they girls. lady podcasts or are they podcasts who star women? Because I feel like they're not the same thing. Well, what's a lady podcast? Is it not I a podcast know. that stars ladies? You I just feel like it's a podcast that specifically targeted with, targets ladies. Why? Who do we target? <laughs> I guess 13-year-old boys in America. <laughs> The unemployed, <laughs> loners, the yeah. danger, the, the incels, the vol cells. <laughs> right, what, what's our, what, what do our, what do our, uh, what do our metrics tell us? Our metrics tell us that uh, teenage American boys like us a lot and that uh, MILFs like us. Um, really? Yeah, we have a lot of older women that listen. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> a lot of younger women don't really listen and then women like 30 up is what the metrics capture is. They listen to it a lot. So I... I don't know. <laughs> Shouts out to MILF Town. I guess it makes sense because like my go-to Adam, joke start, is that I, I have MILF starting, money. I think, you're, I think you're starting to alienate half of our audience. Hi, girls. That's fine. First of all, they're not girls. They're MILFs. They've dressed them properly, damn it. It's not a terrible thing to say. It's, it's at least clear while the 14-year-old boys tune in. Yeah, they want they want to make friends with the milf audience. <laughs> we obviously need to have a mixer. Okay, we need to move. We need to move there's, on. We need to move wait, on. Wait, 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 there's my pitch for the worst, probably most illegal dating app of all time. Fourteen-year-old <laughs> boys and milf matcher. <laughs> Are you a fourteen-year-old boy and/or a milf <laughs> searching for the other? Yeah, I think that's a. I think they made that up. I think it's called uh, Dateline to catch a predator. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my favorite show. That used to be my drunk show. If I used to come home from like a fucking bar like 3 a.m. and I used to like I'd turn something on to watch, I would always fucking turn on fucking to catch a predator. And I don't know why. Is that because it was the thing that was on at 3 a.m.? It would no. <laughs> I used to get it on YouTube. Just used to have it everywhere. I used to throw on. I used to like have a, a few drinks before going to bed with my fucking computer on, watching to catch a predator. And every huh. time they catch the predator, I'd be like, ah, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's awful. Do you guys ever have drunk shows? Do you ever have anything you put on like, constantly? I, I will drunk watch like Disney movies and primarily I drunk watch The Lion King, but that's about it. I haven't done it in years oh. either. Because now that's... I can't really drunk watch anything because I get home and there he is asleep. So if I sit down next to her and start blaring you know, <laughs> Kuna Matata at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Me any credit. That's what I used to do in college. I always get drunk and go back and just watch clips from Disney movies. Okay. That's very specific. Why? I have no idea. Um, I, think, I think if part of your brain just reverts to a very primitive state oh. when you're drunk. So for me, that reverted back to childhood. That's an unfortunate theory when one goes to catching pedophiles. <laughs> I don't know what I'm reverting from, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure like this. I'm pretty sure this podcast is cancelled now. Why? We want just, to catch them, I'm cancel- Steve. I'm cancelling it. That's it. I'm getting Thanks. Chris Hansen in, and you're sick, folks. Oh, we said we're in favor of him. <laughs> yeah, I think you mis- I think you misunderstood. <laughs> we're pro. We're pro his mission. I mean, Dan was trying to set up the app, but like, <laughs> I, I'm pro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now there's division so on in the ranks. So Dan, I was setting Dan up had a different just, purpose in the app, did you? Yeah, ju- yeah, just yeah. to make money, not for thrills. Oh, yeah, that's probably fine. That makes it more that's- illegal. I do like the idea of going to court. Going to court, we're like, I, I want you to know, Judge, I wasn't in it for the weird shit. I was just in it for money. <laughs> my, experience is most, my, experience, my experience is that most courts would actually find, would actually treat you more harshly if you did it for money. Huh. Hmm. You didn't even like it. Whatever, See, whatever, a... the ca- whatever the case is, if you did it for money, that, that's probably more serious than doing it for serious personal reasons. 
Ah, that's virtue signaling bullshit right there. I feel like the lowest. I feel like that's the that's the that's the thing that unites us is that we do something skeevy for money. Your Honor, I, I told you it wasn't poisonal. I told you it was strictly business. Sorry, son, that's worse. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not gonna go in and be like, yeah, man, I just sell coke as a hobby. But, you know, I fucking like, what do you want from me, like? <laughs> What the fuck is that kind of reason? Oh no, I was depressed and they had a, I had me over a barrel for a drug debt, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Nah, get out of here. I've get seen the fuck that out of here. Show. That's every TV show that's come out yeah. in the last 10 years. <laughs> Basically, if you go in and you just like re rehash an episode of The Sopranos in front of a judge, you're probably going to get off lighter and tell them the truth. It all started when yeah. I started seeing that therapist. <laughs> You see, there was these ducks in my pool, right? <laughs> oh, your honor. Why is let, me tell you about, let me tell you about Paulie. <laughs> oh, awful. So are you guys are you guys hyped to see the offspring then? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Except for we might have to leave early because we have a bedtime again in Ireland. So that, that's oh, yeah, that's sad. I don't know what that even applies doors to are pretty. Doors are pretty early. The gig isn't going to be six hours. I fucking hope not. <laughs> fucking offspring. Oh, we're going to do another encore, please. I have to go home and feed my babies. <laughs> As if the offspring themselves could last six hours. You'll be lucky if you get an hour and a half out of the decrepit bodies. Metallica have, been at that point. Metallica have been playing these lengths of gigs for years. Maybe, we, maybe it's a good thing that we got seats. <laughs> I think the fucking band are going to have seats. <laughs> Folding chairs, at least. Oh, that's gas! I hope he stage dives. <laughs> or is he going to put a Zimmer frame when it's when he does? Well, he obviously has to have a Zimmer frame that will stand up on its own when he goes to stage, oh, dive, stage dive and just leave it behind. There's no, there's no, uh, there's, no there's no audience in front of the stage, so I hope he stage dives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> that's the Zimmer the kids aren't all right, but unironically. <laughs> like Coolio, he gets robbed after jumping from the stage, but they take his Zimmer in for scrap, Zimmer frame for scrap metal. <laughs> Didn't they do that for recently enough? Uh, I was talking with Travis, um, fucking Travis Scott recently, and oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, and obviously you know he had his his uh, concert mishap, let's call it, and leave that there. But apparently, I don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you tell me some more? Did he wet himself? You, have, you, have, you, have, you no. haven't heard this at all. Like I don't. News. I have no. I ha, I don't really listen. Most I don't follow the news. I'm a journalist. No, most celebrity information just goes one ear in one ear and out the other. If you ask me to name an Alec Baldwin movie, I genuinely couldn't think of one offhand. Was he in Boss one baby. of the Tom Clancy adaptations? Maybe. I don't know. I, don't know. I always think What's, of Boss Baby. Could you? I can't think. Of, I don't know what Boss Baby is. The uh, well, I know what Boss Baby is. I think I've seen an ad for it, but I um, haven't seen it. Yeah, that's that's same as me. Uh, Alec Baldwin, for instance, shot that chick. Couldn't tell you what the mo what the most recent major movie he was in was. Boss Even Baby 2. I know he's a major, major Hollywood star or whatever, producer, director, something or other. But um, what uh, what's his standout role? I couldn't tell you offhand. Uh, standout role? Ah, he's that guy's been in like 8,000 movies. So I'm the same as you. Um, um, but unfortunately, the answer to both is I automatically go Boss Baby, and his last movie has been Boss Baby Two. <laughs> so but for instance, they, for instance, Travis run. Travis Scott, right? Here's what I'm working with on Travis Scott, right? Okay. I'm pretty sure he's a rock star or a musician or something, and that yeah. he was active in the mid 2000s. Most active mid 2000s, maybe. Uh, no, I think he's younger uh -huh. than that. I think he's a. I think he's a. He's a younger guy. Okay, I've no idea. Yeah. As I say, um. It, for all I know, he could be he could be contemporaneous with fucking Smash Mouth. I've no idea. <laughs> Man, you turn once you turn thirty, it went all downhill, eh? No, I've always been like this. No fucking clue. Yeah, uh, so he had a concert recently that had like thirty thousand people at it. And as oh, Travis that Scott, one. yeah, yeah, he encouraged oh, people to yeah to rush the stage, and uh, it caused eight people to die and a couple hundred to be. To be trampled on and put in the hospital. Well, I and, and there's ten dead. I don't think we can say that he encouraged anything just yet, just because so much of what's going on is subjudice. Yeah, but everyone's suing everybody about it. We probably shouldn't say that. I'm just, I'm just saying what he publicly put out on his own Instagram pages, and you know, people can take that how they will. Oh, did he say something? Well, in that case, he's a yeah. He, regu he regularly Hang does. On. Hang he, on. He regularly does. 
I see. Yeah, when he posts on Instagram coming up to like stages and stuff, he encourages people to rush the stage and that kind of stuff. And, you know, in this particular instance, it got wildly out of hand, obviously, and it ended up in a massive tragedy. But cool. apparently he did a stage dive one time and <laughs> people robbed his shoes. I thought that was then, Coolio. Well, here's where it gets fucked up, was that apparently he told the people in the crowd to beat the shit out of the guy that took the shoes. <laughs> so this guy's got a fucking problem with crowds dude don't let him around crowds anymore <laughs> fucking what was a nine year old doing at a gig his dad brought him <laughs> oh, father of the year <laughs> fuck's sake hey man look that's fine if you're, if you're stupid you can be stupid just don't you know don't get your kid trampled to death for your, for your stupidity I suppose <laughs> Christ. Hope it was a good concert, at least. Mm. <laughs> Memory of the last of a lifetime. Dark. Live, Live Nation. What did they do? That's the promoter. They're a major promoter company, are they? I don't know. Oh. I can't keep up with promoters. I think, I think I remember getting tickets to something when I was like 2021. 20, and mm. whoever is the, 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 the organizer is at Aiken Promotions. Yeah, like, oh, they're pretty big. They must be a big. I thought. I'm thinking they must be a big band. I see them on so many like posters. <laughs> <laughs> For the uninitiated, Aiken Promotions is one of the biggest promoters in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah, they're pretty massive. You'll see them on basically any event poster that comes up. Um, some of them you're even surprised well, to see their probably about on. probably about three quarters to ninety percent of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if you're that, but at that point, if you're seeing a poster for a band or a show, it probably has their name on it because they have the money to to advertise it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're probably not seeing the smaller shows in the first place, um, okay. like the posters for them. So, speaking of concerts, then, what would be what's the like most memorable concert you've ever gone to? Um, well, that's pretty good. I mean, I guess the most memorable concert will be the Offspring. It's going to be the last fucking concert we'll ever go to at this fucking rate. To be quite honest. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was getting ready for next year to be a year going to fucking concerts again and that's over. Fucking dream is dead already. Uh, I... Probably the time I went to see Metronomy or we went to the went to Primavera Sound started off as night begins to fall we saw Van Morrison giving it socks looking like a boiled potato in his overcoat turn around the opposite <laughs> end of the venue there's Metronomy giving it socks just like the biggest band of this particular year. Maybe that was 2016 or 2017. Fuck me, I can't remember. Turn back around, it's Grace Jones giving it socks once again. Turn back around, it's Arcade Fire. I mean, that's a festival. Fuck this electric picnic shit. There's, there's nobody, it's not all that impressive. Though I did work at, um, it did work once at a Leonard Cohen gig. That was pretty good. What's the best that's concert you've ever been to? Like the best singular concerts, not, not like a, like from reverse sound. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, see, it's hard, isn't it? I was thinking, mm. trying to think too. In terms uh, of like one of the best experiences, or one of the best times, not necessarily the best music. Electric Six is always a great concert because that is true. That is true. They always just you know have a good vibe, and it's. I, I think whenever you go to one of those concerts where there's always like there's like. 600 700 people there but they're all they're all fans they've all gone before they all know what they're getting you kind of you get like a very different vibe people are like people buy into it much more immediately yeah uh, which i always think is, is, is kind of quite good the electric six are always very good the way yeah, they electric six electric six are great electric six is one of those one of those events that comes along it's going to cost you 20 quid um but like yeah that's the other thing it's like cheap yeah. ticket mm. yeah exactly it's going to cost you 20 quid and you're gonna have a great fucking few hours there and it's worth every penny um, there's a lot of little things like that that if they come around you should do just because it's like hey you could go to a pub and you spend 20 quid within two rounds like yeah that's you true go, you, you can go to this thing for 20 quid and you're going to be there all fucking night and it's a great little time um, yeah, they yeah do, that's uh, true I remember, I'm remembering the things that they do now in concert like where they'll have a, they have a song with a break in the middle of, when, you know, in, the, in the album it goes like stop continue but for the for the concert they'll open with the song then they'll say stop they'll perform the entire rest of the concert and then at the very end they'll say continue and finish finish the song that they opened with or sometimes they'll stop and they they continue as like fucking like a a solid three minutes later they really really edged that one out before uh, move again 
or uh, was, I think they once did stop and then sung the Grinch song. You know, you're a bad man, Mister Grinch, and then <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I want to go back to Electric Six. When are they playing again? Probably <laughs> never. Probably never. <laughs> oh. Turns out all turns out it's the Electric Three after the impact of COVID virus. We're we're gonna have to go and we're gonna have to go to the states and tour them instead of them waiting for them to come over here and tour. We're gonna have to follow I, Electric Six on the road. I'm sure they'd be flattered to have someone care that much. Oh, um, can we make a documentary where we go to the states and we go across six different counties to watch Electric Six perform in six different cities? Wouldn't it be more? Fun, wouldn't it be more fun to just follow follow the smallest touring band you can find? Even yeah, Electric, Electric Six. Or <laughs> <laughs> must be smaller. <laughs> Isn't it's that like, like what that movie, that documentary from a few years ago, Anvil, was about? Where it was like this metal band that were like mildly big in the 80s who just kept going. And <laughs> they were like they were like performing to like 15 people and the documentary just followed them on a tour. Maybe. Haven't you, haven't you heard about like what's that band that came out with like Cotton Eye Joe? S-Lub 7 still touring and they're surviving elements. They're, yeah, lots, they of bands, lots of bands do this. Yeah, but like I think most surviving bands who keep touring have like enough of a reputation that it's you know people will come and see them. You know, people if you say S Club Seven are playing, enough people will go and see them on the nostalgia or the irony ticket that it's it's worth doing. They're not going to pull fifteen people. I know one S Club Seven song, which is "Reach for the Stars." But also, if you had told me that S Club Seven were performing, or I seen a poster up until a few weeks back, and I literally mean a few weeks back because I I it was like their um anniversary or something i honestly thought they were done for i would have thought it was like one of those cover bands for like a pub i wouldn't have thought it was serious like i would i genuinely wouldn't have believed you that it was actually s club seven they already <laughs> are sort of a cover band anyway let's be fair <laughs> but like i really wouldn't have i would have thought it was like a joke it's like oh yeah okay s club seven is performing until about three or four weeks ago and then <laughs> i would have thought it was, and then i would have been like holy shit it is s club seven there <laughs> it is them I was at a I <laughs> in my old job, they uh, uh I don't I don't want to I don't want to talk about it actually never mind. <laughs> that's that's okay. what, what, that'll come up for the worst so, concert that you've ever. The, been. No, I I wasn't there that time. Um, I don't go to work parties, but they had a. All I'll say is they had a very famous Irish singer who came in to perform a St. Patrick's Day party for a room full was of it, people. Was it Samantha Mumba? I'm not gonna say yes or no, but yes. <laughs> yes it was and it's I didn't want to bring it up it's very embarrassing <laughs> no. I got her Samantha I... well Samantha Mumba once played the Olympia and had only or and had to have the gig cancelled because only 17 people bought tickets yeah that was the same with the office party 17 people Fuck. showed up to the office so they had to close it down they were like nah go home Samantha no they didn't, they didn't really she, everyone had a great time but also like it's really sad when you're at like a, a, a fucking Dublin office party <laughs> you know levels like the, well, I, I could, I, mean, I can tell you now the budget wasn't that big. I can tell you already. Famous, though she hasn't been famous in like what, like twenty years or something. So I think what? like longer. Even. I mean, like she. When was the last thing she, time she did anything? Was it when she was in the time machine with Guy Pierce? Three years ago, this whole party. office party. <laughs> oh, yeah, <of> <laughs> Shit! <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to name it. <laughs> well, oops. <laughs> Guess that's out there. Sorry. She, Sorry. She world. was supposed. She was supposed to be bringing out another another album in two thousand and nine. I mean, they all bring continually bring out albums. Bringing out an Any album day. isn't a sign of relevance. Well, it sort of it sort of shows you're actually still involved in the production and recording yeah. of music. But like, yeah, she, ever... was, she was supposed to, she was supposed to be putting out an album in 2019 and only put out two singles the following year, and they went nowhere. Oh, See, I, I mean, like, stuff like that. That's embarrassing. I used to I used to get, you know, Empire magazine when I was younger and what I always used to love looking at were those ads at the back for the nerd conferences. The ones sure. where you'd have like um you know, the, the ones where you go and get autographs essentially. Like geek was, um, and you go at the top and it's not A level stuff at the top, but it's stuff like um you know, Porkins or something from Star Wars. Uh, yeah. but you go you go all the way to the bottom and there's some fucking obscure people apparently playing like making a living going for you know like person who played man in background three in star trek season seven episode two <laughs> and i mean the fact that they're there implies you know because i can't imagine someone sought them out being like come on man from background the fans mm. demand it so the fact <laughs> that they're there imply that they're making a living uh yeah 
I wouldn't say a living, <laughs> but they're making money. You know, that's something. I mean, it's sort of like Cameo. I wonder how many people make money from Cameo. You know, like you... Uh, Nig- Nigel Farage does. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, like, he'd be, like, he'd be thinking they're getting the one up on him. Ah, we're making him say funny things. It's like, yeah, you're paying him to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're paying him to say it. He's uh, you're putting your credit card information in, and um, before he says it, that's uh, not the big win you think it is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but for th- for things like that, I think it's not a win for them getting him to say the thing. But I think it's definitely funny to highlight that you can get Farage to say whatever you want for fifty quid. I think it's eighty pounds to get him to fucking do it. It's pretty expensive. Even that though. I why mean, do you think he's doing up all? Why do you think he's doing all that up the raw stuff? That's marketing. That that's is. what I mean. But like eighty pounds for thirty seconds, I'd fucking do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I fucking wish I got paid eighty pounds for thirty seconds worth of work. <laughs> yeah, but you're not great. a major public figure. So yeah, you, come, make my knee walk any less. You should wreck the UK and then come back, and then oh, what? Then we'll Fuck see. The UK up. <laughs> that said, I've made more from I've more, I've made more for voiceover work than that. Okay, it's pretty low, pretty low rate for voiceover rate for like eighty quid. Steve's in Paw Patrol. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the what's the main dog? I'm the dog. <laughs> Paw, I'm assuming. <laughs> Paul. Yeah. Yeah, did I? Uh, I have. I, I still. I can't think of the the best concert I've ever been to or the most memorable. Electric Six is definitely up there. Did I ever tell you guys how I accidentally followed the Coronas on tour for a series of weeks there? How did I go? <laughs> when you say accidentally, that implies that you kept doing it. You know, you accidentally yeah. followed them on tour, so yeah. you, you didn't back out of this bad decision. No, no, no. I accidentally followed them on tour. Um, I went to see one Coronas concert on purpose. Friends of mine were over visiting and they were going to go see the Coronas and I wasn't going to go and I thought, you know what? We're having a good night. I won't, if I leave now, I'm leaving them early. I'm definitely not going to come back into fucking town to hang out with them and uh, I won't see them tomorrow. So I'll just, I'll go. I'll scalp a ticket. Mm. Um, actually, we should talk about that later. I fucking... So I scalp a ticket. Um, you know, you go to the venue, it's fucking, I think it was like five euro cheaper because I didn't have to pay fucking Ticketmaster their fucking fee or whatever. So I scalp a ticket, walked straight in, didn't even look at it. Could have probably just walked into the concert to be quite honest. Yeah. Seen the Cronus was fine. Not really a big Cronus fan. Then, a number of weeks later, I was at a different concert, and they were like, we've got great news for everyone. We have a special guest that are going to come out and play a quick set for us. And the fucking Cronus come out, and I was like, holy shit. i only seen these fuckers last weekend. Here they fucking are again. Then, Arthur's Day rolled around. And I'm prowling about town trying to find... Um, trying to find where uh, Fight Like Apes were going to play. Because obviously, for anyone that doesn't know, which is anyone in or out of Ireland at this point, yeah. <laughs> the whole gimmick for Archer's Day was that there was going to be these venues that had mystery guests playing at the, uh, in, the, in these venues. So you'd go there, and then you'd, you know, you'd get into this cramped bar or whatever, and then the, the act would come out. Mm. Um, <laughs> shockingly, it never came back. <laughs> So I go for Archer's Day. I, I knew Fight Like Apes were playing one of the venues. A friend of mine said, I think they're playing here based on what a friend told me. I was like, great. So we go down. We're buying these expensive fucking pints of, you know, whatever, um, because it's Archer's Day. So it ramps up their fucking, you're buying these fucking temple bar prices, essentially. And fucking gigs coming around to start. I'm like, okay, this is cool. I hope it's Fight Like Apes, but you know what? That's fine. It, no matter who comes out, it's been a good night so far. The fucking Corona's come out. And I was like, fuck, uh-huh. fuck you. This is like the third time in a month I've seen the fucking Corona's. So I'm sitting there and I'm fucking feeling like this is, this is fucking crazy. Like I can't, I can't believe I keep fucking seeing these guys. I only wanted to see them once. I regret spending this money. I feel like I've been cursed. Huh. I went to a festival in the UK three weeks later. It was called <laughs> Dot to Dot. And the way it works is that basically cities all over the UK have non-stop music festivals going throughout the entire city all day long for a number of days while the festival's on. So basically you rush around town, the different towns into different venues with different bands playing, different sets lined up for the night. It's actually a really good um, festival. Um, walk into this one, it's like, a, it's like a big warehouse. I walk in, there's some, some ba- band playing from Bristol, never fucking heard of them. You won't hear of most of the bands that are at these things. Mm. Having a great little time, they finished their two songs. I was like, ah, oh, that's a pity, we just got in, they're finished, so I guess we have to wait. They're like, we have another band coming out all the way from Ireland. And I was like, fuck it. 
Big Joe could be here. I was like, there's no way, there's no way this could be. And they're like, we want to introduce the Coronas. I was like, get the fuck out of my life. I can't. I went to see these fucking guys four times in the space of like, I think it was six weeks. It might have even been five. Because they just kept appearing. They just kept. Those guys must be the fucking busiest fucking people because they just do mystery tours. Huh. They just follow you. On the first concert, they like tagged you with something. And they I was were getting like to, at a high tech base and they were following where you've gone. I was getting, it was getting to the point where I was starting to worry that if I locked eyes with any of the band members, they'd realize they had seen me in every tour. And it would start some kind of like awkward chain of events. So I just had to hide out from the band while they played the a, same songs I had heard every fucking other concert. You get arrested for stalking. No, I swear <laughs> yeah. it was an accident. Sure, Pat. I do. Three I might be a coincidence, but four <laughs> is a pattern. They weren't even advertised. They weren't even advertised. So get put back in the back in the back of the police car. <laughs> yeah. I, so that was that I was think my the, um... that was my uh, my my tour of uh, Ireland and the UK, seeing the Coronas at every venue I could. The my <laughs> weirdest concert experience was definitely seeing Modest Mouse when they played in uh, <laughs> in DCU because okay. they were playing they were, well, not DCU, the Helix. But I think they thought they were playing in DCU to students. So instead of actually playing for a solid tenth of the concert, <laughs> Isaac Brock spent the entire time talking about how he, he, you know, university was overrated and how all you know college students were just privileged little tits and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and I, like, I don't necessarily disagree, but who do you think <laughs> you're? Who do you think we you're playing to in this room? Like, I think he thought he was just going to come out and call out some college students, not realizing what the helix was. <laughs> it was very. It was, <laughs> I, <laughs> We love it here in Shelbyville. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were sat as far away from him as was possible to be. So I was like, he's definitely not talking to us. He's talking to everyone standing in the front of us. He's talking to the guy in the Yale jumper up front. He got that in pennies for some reason. No one knows why. Apparently the best the Coronas have ever done in the Irish charts is a number three. Yeah, I got them there. Because um, I listened to every one of their fucking songs enough to push them up the charts. I don't know. Any, is that the, the something song? Is that is that one of their songs called like the the I don't know the talk the, the soldier song or something? I'm not sure. It's not one of their singles anyway. A lot of good songs. They 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 they're a good band. They're just not really my kind of band. Like they're not a band that I'd really be super interested in. Um, hmm. you know. But uh, in fairness, I paid thirty quid for their concert that I voluntarily went to see, and it was fine. It was a good concert. It was down to Kilmainham Gal. It was. Big massive massive crowd outside. A lot of uh Kilmainham gal. Yeah. yeah San Diego song. Maybe. That's the one I know. It's the one about sleeping all day or whatever and re- re- refusing to hide because we're going out tonight. That one. What's the uh what's the best what's the best uh fake band name you can come up with right now? If you were doing if you were setting up like a a uh like a cover band, you know how they always have those like kind of knockoff names. What's the best you can come up with? Oh, so it has to be like okay, it has to reference something else. Uh, yeah, is it a cover band? For what? Yeah, sure. For whatever band no. you like, your favorite band, any band. Well, if if because oh, I was gonna if the Sterling Bones, name. it's a the Sterling Bones, it's a Halloween themed Rolling Stones cover. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's very good. I like it. Thanks. You're welcome. Donald, you're up. I'm struggling. I don't know. I I had a great fucking non cover band name okay what's that uh, jimmy mungo and the wanted men which is a genius name but my <laughs> my cover band name I, I, all i can think of is fink ployd which <laughs> now you're just spoonerizing things stop that yeah. the uh, red hot che Guevara's. <laughs> that is good yeah, i should have said that <laughs> bowling for stew <laughs> <laughs> Blur, but there's like an umlaut over the U, so it's like IKEA blur. Unblurred. <laughs> <laughs> Motion blur. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need to get the fuck out of here. Conceptually oh or what? Both. Um what we 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 talked about scalping a few minutes ago, um, which is for some reason constantly a fucking hot button thing. Worldwide, I feel like. Um is there anything you care less about than scalping? Uh, like, do you even think it's a real issue? I think it's an issue in the sense. 
I th- it's what, a, about, what, about aggregate, what about aggregate and silk depletion in, in Dublin Bay and beyond indeed? That's a serious threat to marine ecosystems and the formation of coastal defences. But you said yeah, that, but, but you don't care about it. No, he does. He cares a lot more about it. No, that's something I care he, more of. I'm still working uh, on it. I'm trying to plumb the depths here. I'm not quite there. But like, scalping is annoying because you pay more, but the bigger problem is Ticketmaster having this monopoly that makes you pay absurd amounts. I just feel like if I go to buy something and I can't because someone else bought it, that's how a market works and I just, I move on with my life. Like, I just, I, I don't obsess over anything enough to spend three and a half thousand on a PlayStation 5 for a Jimmy for Christmas. You know, I, I just, I, I feel like it's not a real problem. I feel like it's, it's a toy. It, these are toys and like wants. And they're not like, if, if someone comes in and buys something, it's not a, it's not an issue. I don't know. It strikes, I mean, do you not it strikes, that that it strikes me is... that we're, well, you know, a great many of us are exposed to the market logics uh, in many other aspects of our lives to a much greater and more expensive extent. For instance, uh, the pricing of our labor, the pricing of where we live, so on and so forth. And it just strikes me that, well, the main the main driver of, you know, political opposition to scalping and political complaints about scalping are from, is from Fine Gael consistently the last ages bringing private members yeah. bills and so on from the back benches uh, it just strikes me as the kind of thing that's really only a concern of uh, people who are otherwise rather comfortable in life and not exposed therefore to market realities like they're the, the, <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard about scalping was that so Ed Sheeran is playing next year in Croke Park no less um, and for anyone that's unaware Croke Park is a Fucking giant venue. Fucking gigantic. It's massive, especially when a concert is on. So Ed Sheeran is playing, and they have these rules set up to try and combat scalpers. Where the person that buys the ticket has to be at the concert. So if I buy tickets for Aoife, just say, I buy two tickets, I have to go with her. I can't not go. I have to be at the concert because I bought the ticket. My name is on it. Mm. And they, they're they going to take my name when I put it through. I'm just thinking, like... Do you have to actually attend? Yeah. Oh. But here's, so here's the deal, right? <laughs> Croke Park is so big that who possibly has the funds to, like, majority buy all these tickets? Fucking sell them back. He's going to pull up with a fucking <laughs> dump truck to try and scalp off these fucking tickets. Yeah, I've got 45,000 tickets for Ed in the back. What the fuck? It actually, it's not even scalping. It's just one super fan. He just wants an empty stadium with Ed Sheeran singing to him. It is so insane to me that, like, this was their, this is their go-to. We have to make sure no one scalps an Ed Sheeran ticket. I'm going to let you know now, there's so many tickets available that no one is going to scalp them because they're going to start handing them out in droves again like they did for Taylor fucking Swift. <laughs> because as much as you think this person is popular, not a lot of people are popular enough to sell out tens of thousands of tickets for a concert across multiple nights. It's a huge ask. It doesn't typically happen. <laughs> I'd say the reason they want to do it is so that they can get the Daz there and the Maz there to buy a drink from the uh, good, good luck the, find, the concessions. Good luck find drink at Croke Park with a concert on. Jesus, <laughs> fucking hell! They say no, it it's probably a very serious part of the business. The business plan for the place is that um, drink sales and so on, and concession sales are going to be there, and they're not going to be the same if this is a youth focused youth focused gig. I mean, I think you'd be surprised how many over 18s would like them make up the majority for sure. Like oh, I was sure, sure. Yeah, I was at the Taylor Swift concert that was there, and it was like ninety percent um, huh. people over eighteen. Like there was definitely kids and stuff there, and they were like off, like with their parents and stuff. But for the most part, it was people who were just young adults or in their mid twenties, where I was at the time in my life, and not now. Yeah, as I'm very fastly approaching the age of thirty, and then uh, soon won't be legally allowed at a Taylor Swift concert. So I'm glad I went when I had the chance. Uh, if you go to a Taylor Swift concert over the age of thirty, uh, you end up on Catch a Predator. Yeah. <laughs> You walk so, in, Chris Hansen's there. He's like, I'm going to shake a shake, shake all your way to prison, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were in trouble when you walked in. He personally arrested. He was like, you're, you're not even a cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say it to the judge. That's what they all say. <laughs> they should all say, you're not a cop. <laughs> I'd be interested to see, like, aren't you some follow-up on... Aren't you staying out too late? <laughs> <laughs> 
I would I would like to see some follow up on to catch a predator to see like how many people like were there any ca- catastrophic miscarriages of justice on the show, like someone like you know genuinely showed up to the wrong house and just got arrested. <laughs> Maybe. I gotta find um, this out now. Let's find out. Yeah. To catch yeah. a predator. Dateline to catch a predator case ends in acquittal. Twenty eleven. Are they? Oh. They never mentioned that they were young. like they were so caught up in luring them to the house that they forgot to say something like "I'm 12. So a I sailor caught in a child sex sting aired as part of the Dateline to catch a predator series has been acquitted of all charges, according to the San Jose Mercury News. This is from the Hollywood Reporter. August 16th, oh. 2011. Sonoma County, California, Judge Arthur Wick on Tuesday threw out the case against Joseph Roisman, saying there was not enough evidence to move forward. The move came again after, I don't know why I put on a Yank accent. The move came after six days of trial testimony. Roisman had been charged with lewd and lascivious, I don't know how to say that word. Lascivious? Lascivious. Lascivious? Is that it? Lascivious conduct with a minor after he allegedly arranged to meet up with a person he believed to be a 13-year-old girl in August 2006. But it was part of a sting set up by anti-predator organization Perverted Justice (laughs) and recorded by cameras from NDC's Dateline. When Roisman showed up, he was met by Dateline host Chris Hansen and cameras from the NBC show. Roisman, along with 28 other men, were later arrested. Roisman was just the only case that went to trial. The other 28 men pleaded guilty. In his ruling, George Wick criticised Dateline and perverted justice for their tactics, saying they lacked credibility and used entrapment. The axiom, actions speak louder than words, clearly does not apply in this case. After his <laughs> arrest, Roisman was kicked out of the Navy and kicked, spent a year in jail. I'm ready to move on with my life. Hopefully the service will take me back. <laughs> Roisman's attorney, Stephen Churer, had argued the client did not expect sex with a teenager when he showed up at the house in Petaluma, 110 miles from his own home in Watsonville, and was planning only on cuddling and watching movies. Yikes. The prosecutor, Judy Olson... That's somehow worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Roisman's mum, Deborah, says she plans to sue the show's producers. They made my son's life a living hell for five years. There you go. Okay. Uh, first of all, two things. When you were doing your American accent, the cadence was actually perfect for literally for the NBC voiceover. Like, it was actually really good. <laughs> Hire uh, me, second, bitch. Secondly, yeah, NBC, if you're listening, bitch, uh, or, or Stephen from the voiceover. Uh, but also, Perverted Justice is the worst name I've ever heard of. That sounds like a strip company where they show up dressed as police. As far as I'm concerned, it sounds like you're oh, oh, this gets better. half of the Predators. This gets better. In 2013, in 2013, the Santa Cruz Sentinel reports a Watsonville man is expected in court Tuesday to face charges of assault to commit rape and indecent exposure after his arrest Friday in the Apple Hill neighborhood. I think they make all this shit up. It's not the first time 27-year-old Joseph Louis Roisman has been arrested and charged with a sex-related crime. Roisman was arrested in 2006 in a sting featured on NBC Dateline's To Catch a Predator show after taking a bus to Petaluma to meet a decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl. There you go. Wow. Uh, In Watsonville, Roisman was arrested Friday afternoon when a neighbor reported he exposed himself to her and then committed an unwanted sexual advance. Roisman stopped when the 50-year-old woman protested. And she reported it a short while later. Wow. Just a regular old pervert. Lopez reportedly exposed himself while outside a condominium complex off South Green Valley Road. And his behavior escalated as they reported it. Wow. What, what is that compulsion? What's that, what is that compulsion where you're like, I must show this person my cock. I, <laughs> I, I have, this person needs to see what my scrotum looks like. What, what is that compulsion? I don't get it. What is it? <laughs> Uh, they're freaks. Is it just, is this, is this like a porn thing again? Is this one of those things where like they think that they're just going to be like so impressed by their fucking dick they'll blow them or something? What? <laughs> I just don't get it. I ju- I'm so confused by it. Joseph Roisman to catch a predator. I want to find out what else happened to this guy. <laughs> What's he up to now? <laughs> How's he doing these on, days? Does he want to, does he want to be on the show? <laughs> Special guest. <laughs> Oh. You can't you can't see half of this stuff because of GDPR anyway. Not because of some GDPR problem, just because a load of local news sites in the states don't bother to actually update their their sites for GDPR compliance. Yeah, just like, some oh, of them, we're not going to serve sites. The, yeah, breaks. Uh, yeah, some of them straight up refused. I I used to uh, I was subscribed to a few different um, sites, and uh, 
when GDPR came in, they were like, ah, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> and they uh, just, just blocked it. And I was like, all right, well, uh, okay. <laughs> so Sorry, I guess. It was a beautiful thing we had. Yeah, it's a pity as well, because I had a lot of... Sometimes I end up on, on certain mailing lists where I keep track of uh, certain things. I have like a like email rule set up and things. And uh, <laughs> I was I was looking at it one day. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember where this was. And I pulled it up and they were like, nah, fuck you. You're in Europe. And I was like, oh, okay, well... <laughs> Uh, fuck me, I guess. I I don't know. <laughs> In short, anyway, I don't I don't feel like scalping is a is a that's not a it's not a problem. It's not a real people problem. It's not it's just not. I, I'm sorry that you wanted to get something and you couldn't get it. Yeah, that happens. I sorry. <laughs> I don't like that it rewards people with money and gives them the capacity to earn more money. But that's about it. <laughs> Look, if you can convince some sucker to give you two grand for a PlayStation 5, I know everyone gets mad at the guy that does that, but, like, you're stupid for paying the money. Are the PS5 still in the go, or what's the crack? Yeah. Can you, can you get them? Uh, yes and no. They're, they're coming back in more regularly now. Um, there's still shortages and stuff. I actually, I got an email for one last week, and everyone was complaining that, like, oh, you can't even get in to buy one. And I went, straight, I went straight onto the link, and it immediately gave me the option to buy one. But I immediately got turned off because they were like, yeah, you have to give us 650 shipping. I was like, first of all, fuck, it's a five, a 500 euro toy and I have to give you a tenner for shipping. How about you fuck off? Oh, I thought <laughs> you meant 650 for shipping. No, they, yeah, wanted, me too. they wanted 650, like just for, and I was just thinking like, uh, it just had a principle. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is a fucking 500 euro toy. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking shipping fees. Get the fuck out of here. God damn. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that matters. I like everyone always says, "Fuck that guy. That guy's an asshole." But they're the ones that pay the price. Yeah. So I think I think you're the asshole. I think I I think you're confused about who the asshole is. You've made a really dumb decision with your money. Pre pre orders will be fulfilled between November tenth to fifteenth. So they're Smiths are Smiths are filling pre orders at the moment. But like, no matter how much, right? You have a whole. You have a bunch of money. Like, money's not really a problem. Out of principle, would you spend two grand on a fucking toy? Not on a PS5, no. That, but you know what I mean? Like, the people that spend the money are the fucking suckers. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> scalping's not a fucking problem. I'm tired of hearing about stuff that's, like, fucking scalping. It's not an issue at all. It's such a fucking, like, baby matter to cry over. Oh, I wanted something and I didn't get it. Okay. And? And what? You don't understand. I should be allowed to get whatever I want whenever I want it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> that's how life works. Fuck's sake. Huh. Fucking like cry babies. I don't care. What's the most you paid for tickets on something that you really wanted to go to? Uh, probably some kind of boxing event or something. Sports events usually run up quite a lot when you're when you're getting good seats. Yeah, same for me. It was going to see Man United for my dad's sixtieth. We went to see Man United Liverpool, and it was yeah, three three tickets were in the thousands. Yeah, you. I mean, you see, have seen I just it's expensive. Bellator's I just refuse to pay, I refuse to pay to pay for things anyway. Um, I don't. I kind of just don't tie myself to things like that enough. Maybe I'm cheap. I don't know. Uh, I I'm more like leave myself open to just go and do shit at the drop of a hat if if a really good deal kind of came up. Is the always been my isn't philosophy that, and plan. Isn't year, that how the Austin works? Also plans plan things a full year in advance. If I'm gonna buy tickets, I'm gonna buy them a full year in advance. Like. I mean, literally, either the offspring that or, either that came or out and you bought them the same day. Yeah. Well, like five, <laughs> days, five days later. I don't know if it even was five days later. Maybe I just got the text late, but I got a text being like, oh, offspring tickets are on sale. And then like half an hour later, you texted me like, hey, you come to the offspring? I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll Still yes, then. And I got to work that day. Yeah. I got to work till five o'clock. I wrap up. I wrap up for the wedding on Thursday. Nice. Can't wait. I, I haven't had time off work in uh when Meanie for get engaged? September 2019. So that's the last time, time I had a break work. from work. I've had too much time off work for the last three months. I've had <sighs> a lot of time off work. I was really hoping when I switched jobs that I'd have a nice bit of time off work, and that did not pan out in my favor. <laughs> I'm averaging like I'm averaging three and I'm averaging three and a half days a week at work at the moment. I just can't find it. Yeah. Well, you know. That's that's a bummer. Hmm. That's from my work, if you want. I'm sure I'm allowed legally outsource to you at some point. I don't want to work for. I, I actually don't want to work. 
<laughs> I was waiting for more. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just justifiable. That's justifiable. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to having some time off. Obviously, the the first week of my two weeks off won't be time off, but the second week will. That'll be fun. Mm. When I've literally no obligations for for the entire week, and then what that's you, it. What are you gonna do? Are you, like, how, how do you how do you spend? Because I, I I was thinking about this because my cousin is getting married the week after I am, and I was like, mm. I guess I'm not around. I I <laughs> guess like the first week of your 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 marriage is like. Yeah, you time, but I don't. I don't actually know what I'm supposed to be doing. You're mm. supposed to fuck. You're supposed to capital F fuck. Yeah, but I can do that <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, but when you you when you see it's different though. Before you're married, it's a lowercase f. It's 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 just it's fuck. Ah, uh, so you have to learn but, how to do that. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But when you get married, you have to <laughs> learn how to fuck. The priest teaches you. It's <laughs> part of the. It's part of the wedding prep. If your if your balls are not swollen by the end of your first week of marriage, you need to get an annulment. <laughs> That's the rules. I don't they make check. them. I don't make them. <laughs> the I registrar, the yeah. registrar takes out some calipers to measure them before and after. I was like, ah, three, in- <laughs> three inches bigger in circumference. Perfect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shouldn't joke. Eva listens to the podcast. I should. <laughs> I shouldn't joke. This is gonna come back. That's shocking. She's way, she's way outside our expected demographic. That is true. <laughs> well, see, she doesn't track because there's not enough people Aoife's age that listen. <laughs> there's no. t- but there's a lot of people 10 years older than Aoife that listen. So <laughs> it pans out that way. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We have, we're, obviously, we're going to do some Christmas stuff, get like decorations and stuff up. Um, we're going to get um, people's Christmas presents and stuff sorted, that kind of stuff. We're going to do that the first day we get back to Dublin. <laughs> And then, like the mm. following, like five days or so, is is nothing. It's just, whatever we do is whatever we're gonna do on the drop of a hat. We have brunch planned for the Saturday and stuff, but no, no mm. set plans. We're just gonna see what events are on, and because everyone will be in work, we're just gonna kind of stroll down and do them, and should be fine. Well, we were gonna stroll down and do them. Sorry, I feel like that's all at the window now. We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> we'll do a lot of uh, a lot of cold walks. I guess. I guess we're back to that that mode. I'm not quite I mean, back there. Yeah, unless I haven't unless felt I haven't going f- somewhere by midnight. Uh, oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Hate to be out near midnight. <laughs> that would suck. The problem is, you have to start drinking. If you want to spend any decent amount of time with people in the pub, which you can do now, you have to start drinking so fucking early. It's awful. Stephen, yeah. I have a secret for you about Sunday week. <laughs> 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 You're not. You're not going to believe this, my friend, but uh, whew. <laughs> there, will, there will be many drinks and they start very early. <laughs> uh, I sort of want to I, I sort of want to call it and say I can't work that day now. I just need the money. I mean, you probably should call and say Maybe you can't will. work that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about the wedding day. You should probably yeah, definitely not be working. <laughs> oh, that week? Yeah, probably not. No, I am off that weekend. No, no, it's fine. You... To, I need to work to pay for all the fucking weddings I have to go to this year. Yeah, sorry, dude. It makes you feel any better. We were supposed to get married last year, so well, it just wouldn't be a discussion. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Didn't pan out that way, did it? <laughs> Not quite, no. We changed our minds literally the week lockdown hit. I think about the wedding date. Fucking... I think wedding costs should be tax deductible. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I and I think the fucking the drinks at it should be should be tax deductible as a fucking entertainment benefit. Business expense. That's what it is. Hmm. Oh, if we record the if we record the wedding, can we uh can can we count it as a business expense? Is that going to work? <laughs> if you record. Into- if you record the wedding, you need to do some editing where whenever anyone comes on screen for the first time, there's like a pause, the, like a background comes behind them and it lists, you know, their name and how much they gifted. So you oh, can nice. they, immediately they get like highlight the cheapskates. Yeah. yeah. They get a little Chiron down the lower third. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, Ra- nice. Robert Dunn, 50 euros. <laughs> I, think we should, yeah. I think we should have commentators, but the, uh, uh, like, literally hire a wrestling commentator to do the wedding. Commenting as a on, on, on someone's live stream, someone's drunken shift in the background late into the night. Yeah. Go, go, go! Yeah, he did it. <laughs> Much a man in hell. Watch out! Watch oh, out! Watch out! It's cold and go away when it's hot down here, baby. Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Someone hit us with a topic. Come on. Uh, we, do, we have, do we need any topic, topics? No? Probably not. I guess we can round it out if you guys want to. I already did my yeah. topic. I got my 100% record. Best concert. Oh. I feel like it was most memorable concert, and I feel like that's a different connotation to best. What's the best I, worst I, TV show you've ever watched? What's which? The best worst TV show you've ever watched. And The Sopranos? <laughs> See, I'm not. No, I'm I, mean, to think... I mean, I mean something that's genuinely schlocky. Uh, For me, I it's Michael, Michael, Bay's, Michael Bay's The Last Ship. Military science fiction, directed by Michael Bay. Outrageous okay. propaganda for the American military industrial <laughs> complex. But actually, a surprisingly fun watch. Okay. Um, well, that's hard. Probably any Netflix show, because they're all pretty eh. But they fit, yeah. they, they fit what I like because they're 22 minutes long and there's only like eight episodes and that's, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Any, any of those exploitative Netflix documentaries about like someone who was kidnapped and then it turns out that the kidnapper was having sex with their dad. So, you know, those kind of ones. That was uh, the weird <laughs> twist in the Madeleine McCann documentary. I didn't see that coming. Well, I mean, the kidnapper was the mom, so it was expected that she'd be having sex with the dad. <laughs> That's true. Did anyone check his balls? <laughs> did, anyone see, did, did anyone check the circumference? 400 yeah. millimeters. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess any of those type of shows, I guess that's, that's, that's where I stand. I mean, Gilmore Girls was there. That was a, a fairly shit show that I enjoyed. Why? Uh, it's fairly witty and the characters are good on screen together. Um, the only problem that I didn't really like is that it's quite long per episode, and also there's a lot of episodes in there that they obviously had a uh, yeah, they had a contract to fulfill a certain amount of episodes. So there's times where you'll watch it for like 45 minutes, and literally that entire episode is meaningless because the next episode completely undoes whatever happened, or they ignore it completely. Yeah, like so, someone will have like an incident where their fucking house has like been burnt to the ground, and the next episode their their house is back and it's fine, and they've just they just had to kill 45 minutes as part of their contract for the season, and it's like oh okay. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, glad that you wasted my time. That's, that's my favorite favorite thing about a TV show is when it wastes my time entirely. Love it. Yeah. All TV is wasted time. <laughs> there. Edit. Yeah, that's true. But also, you can waste my time less, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm telling you, my new my new rule in place: I'm not going to see any film over three hours ever again. Don't give a shit what movie it is. I will never the watch last that film or- over three hours. You saw. Probably any of the fucking last couple Avengers movies, right? Jesus. Yeah. yeah they were a fucking cool. stretch. Lord of the Rings were all over three hours. Yeah, but they came out uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm assuming I've rewatched them at some point. I actually think I did. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the exact last there was a Lord of the... Probably Avengers. There was a Lord of the Rings marathon, I think, in Lighthouse recently enough. Yeah, I... Uh... I can't. I, can, the you idea imagine, of... can you imagine spending nine hours sitting in a sitting in a in a cinema heard, at the height of I've the COVID the pandemic smell, wearing a mask? I've heard the smell is always not. I think apparently it's less bad for Lord of the Rings, but because because it is only nine hours. But <laughs> they do like they do that for like all the Star Wars movies or all the Star Trek movies and TV shows. Aren't and they? Stuff. But aren't they usually the director's cut version? Oh fuck! Maybe in which gets fifteen hours. I think so. I think it's usually the director's cut version. I think that's the whole like appeal of it. And like as far as I know for some of it, like I think the Hobbit I think one of the Hobbit director cuts is nearly a fucking hour longer. Holy shit. Well like the Lord of the Rings director's cuts are like an hour and a half longer, aren't they? Yeah, I don't get the fuck out of here with that. Not a fucking hope. <laughs> Listen, if someone cuts ninety minutes of your fucking movie down, there's a reason for it. <laughs> that's a feature net movie on its own. Come on. Come on. Get the fuck out of here. I want the director's cut version where it's like 35 seconds longer. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what you'd really enjoy? What? 108 minutes flat, the French dispatch. That was good. Yeah, I, I, I probably. I enjoyed uh, I, I went to see Halloween Kills recently, I said. That was, uh, I think, about 88 minutes. Perfect. No issues with that. You know, just, just about feature length. Didn't have a problem. Been watching a lot of Netflix movies that are all around the 90 minute mark. Perfect. Netflix has a category just for me, and it's literally called 90-minute movies. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's a category just for me. 
90 minute long movies. Don't care if they're shit or not. If I want to watch a movie and it's 90 minutes long, I'm in. Class. And I've watched a lot of shit ones. Do those movies feel like weirdly paced or perfectly paced? Like, do they feel like there's like a massively long first and second act and then they just too short for you to tell through the end? That's true. Too short, you just don't realize. Nah, I mean, you can't you can't really fuck up the pacing on a ninety minute movie, to be honest. I mean, like, what's the what's the goal of it? You know, if it's a horror movie, you want to see the ghost pretty early. You want them to haunt them for three quarters of it, and you want them to kill the ghost in the end. Doom done. I don't need what? to. I don't need the backstory on the fucking ghost. I don't care if there was a fucking ghoul in my house. I'm not gonna try and reason with it. That's not necessary. I don't need that in a movie. I'm just imagining you now getting like eviscerated by some sort of monster in your house as you scream. We have so much to learn from each other. I can't fight back till you tell me your backstory. <laughs> I love you. Can you. Kill me. you can kill me, but I'm my bride. Uh. <laughs> oh, he's killing my bride. He can't do it. It's the ghoul special trick. Okay. <laughs> okay. With that, we need to get the fuck out of here because we've probably been going about an hour. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. What am I, a fucking timer? This has been yes. episode 37 of Morning Brew. I'm, of course, Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. I'm Daniel Purcell. You can follow us on all of our different socials. They're on all the different links. You can find them all over the place. Uh, goodbye. <laughs>